Welcome to our new micro podcast series, where authors answer four questions provided by the Journal of Neurophysiology's Editor-in-Chief, Professor Nina Ramirez. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, your host, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Sit back, relax, and take a listen. Hello, I'm Bruce Carlson. I'm a professor in the Department of Biology at Washington University in St. Louis. And I'm Adelie Lube. I recently finished my PhD in Bruce's lab. We would like to introduce the listeners to our paper titled Spike Timing Dependent Plasticity Alters Electrosensory Neuron Synaptic Strength in Vitro, but does not consistently predict changes in sensory tuning in vivo. In my lab, we study animal behavior and the evolution of sensory processing using Mormyrid weekly electric fishes as a model system. Mormyrids produce and receive electric organ discharges that they use to electrolocate and communicate. There are over 200 known species of Mormyrids found throughout Sub-Saharan Africa and the Nile River Basin. We study a variety of topics in the lab, such as how neural circuits process timing information, how evolutionary change in behavior relates to evolutionary change in neural circuitry, patterns and mechanisms of evolutionary change in brain size and structure, and mechanisms for coordinating behavior and sensory motor integration. The big question that motivated this particular study was, how does a sensory system optimize detection of behaviorally relevant stimuli amid constant changes in those stimuli and in the sensory environment? To efficiently process sensory information, sensory systems are tuned to specific stimulus attributes. A variety of examples exist showing shifts in neuronal tuning depending on behavioral context, but we were interested in common mechanisms that could allow for tuning adaptation in a quickly changing sensory environment. We hypothesized that spike timing dependent plasticity, or STDP, is one possible mechanism for this. The adjustment of synaptic connectivity via STDP, wherein synaptic strength is altered based on the relative timing of repetitive pre- and postsynaptic activity, is known to alter neuronal responses in sensory circuits across diverse invertebrate and vertebrate organisms. In this study, we addressed the role of STDP in driving changes in synaptic strength in a sensory pathway and whether those changes in synaptic strength could alter sensory tuning. The majority of the data used in this paper was collected using whole cell intracellular recordings, which is an electrophysiological technique that allows us to record the postsynaptic activity of single neurons. Due to the unique advantages of the electrocommunication circuit in Mermyrids, Using whole cell intercellular recordings, we were able to induce behaviorally relevant temporal patterns of presynaptic input in vitro, then induce the same patterns using sensory stimulation in vivo to study STDP in both contexts. We found that Hebbian STDP predictably alters postsynaptic responses in vitro. Further, by pairing postsynaptic activity with specific presynaptic input patterns, we found that STDP could reliably induce shifts in tuning in to these input patterns. We also found that STDP could induce changes in postsynaptic responses in vivo. However, the change in synaptic responses induced by sensory stimulation in vivo did not reliably adhere to the direction predicted by the STDP observed in vitro. An analysis of the postsynaptic potential landmarks to examine the characteristics of each neuron studied suggests that the differences between our in vitro and in vivo findings are due to polysynaptic activity, including inhibitory interneurons. Thus, we found that STDP can alter postsynaptic responses in vitro, but that these STDP rules do not necessarily directly translate to stimulus processing by sensory pathways in vivo. Although Adelie has successfully completed her PhD, in the future, we would like to elucidate what could be contributing to the discrepancy between our in vivo results and in vitro focal stimulation results. 
For example, by exploring known contributors to long-term plasticity like calcium concentration and stimulation frequency. We hope you enjoyed this summary of our paper, Spike Timing Dependent Plasticity Alters Electrosensory Neuron Synaptic Strength in Vitro, but does not consistently predict changes in sensory tuning in vivo. For more details, please check it out in the Journal of Neurophysiology. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Journal of Neurophysiology and produced by me, Jamie Jones. If you would like to hear our latest episodes, please visit the Journal of Neurophysiology's homepage.